Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. That's the word we're continuing to hear on the news and media these days. With COVID-19 running through our communities, we keep hearing that these are unprecedented times with unprecedented measures being put in place. Physical distancing, self-isolation, and quarantine are the norm, and we have no idea for how long. And as this pandemic continues on, the government and health officials continue to put measures into effect with the specific purpose of keeping us safe. So, how safe do you feel? Have these measures calmed all your fears? If you're anything like me, maybe they've taken the edge off. But as we're forced to venture out to grocery stores and pharmacies, we come back home, we disinfect, and we hope and we pray that we haven't caught it. What are we afraid of? Have you thought about that? What is it exactly that we're afraid of? We're afraid of suffering. We're afraid of dying. We're afraid of our friends and family suffering and dying. But how safe do you feel under the care of God? God, in his grace, has put measures into effect with the specific purpose of your salvation. How safe do you feel in God's hands? How sure are you of the future that he has promised you? Is it safe to entrust ourselves entirely to God's grace? We can see just how much we trust God and his grace when we're afflicted by suffering which is completely outside of our control. Look at your reaction to this COVID-19 crisis. How you responded to this crisis shows a lot about your trust in God. You may have responded to this crisis with self-reliance and self-confidence. You may have trusted in your own ability to keep yourself safe or maybe your strong immune system. You may trust in your own judgment and think that this whole thing may be blown out of proportion. Or you may have felt the pains of fear and despair. You may be confused as to why God would allow such a thing. Either way, your response to this crisis shows just how much you trust in the grace of God. The point at issue here is the trustworthiness of God. The question before us is why? Why? Why should we entrust ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord? The Apostle Paul starts out our epistle lesson 
with what should be a startling statement. No condemnation. No condemnation. That assurance can only carry its full weight if you considered the seriousness of your own evil and the reality of God's judgment. God is the just judge, and you and me, we're evil. You you and me and all of us deserve to hear the sentence, guilty. And evil is not something that's limited to dictators and murderers. Rather, it lurks within the recesses of our minds and it finds a highway of delight through our bodies. Look deep into the recesses of your heart where you lock away your most insidious desires and thoughts. Look deep and it will prove that at your core, you are not basically good. You are basically evil. What's more, the response of a justice-loving God to all of our injustice is his righteous anger and his holy justice. If God is going to set this evil-ridden world straight, he has to get rid of us because we are part of the problem. And worse yet, there is an unquenchable appetite to gratify our own evil desires right inside our hearts. We hate God. We don't want him to tell us how to live our lives, but rebel against his demands. We cannot please God because we are trapped in slavery to our own lusts. And we live in a universe where justice will be served. God is judge And you are culpable to God for your own wicked behavior. So that's why this passage is completely startling. There is no condemnation. None. The guilty verdict will never be heard by those who are in Christ. We have been set free, released. Instead of a guilty verdict, we are acquitted, forgiven. Why? What happened? The offenses we commit not only place us in debt to the people we wrong, they also place us in debt to God. Our debt to God, in fact, increases with each wrong that we do. But what we could not do ourselves, God has done for us when he sent his own son. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in the flesh that he took from the Virgin Mary, assumed humanity's debt and your debt in particular. You, a condemned sinner, are promised you have, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because the condemnation of sin has already taken place in him. God's own son died the death of a criminal. And at that moment, God condemned sin. By his bloody death on the cross, Jesus became a sin offering for us. That means that because he assumed our debt, 
He's also the one who discharged that debt for us. He made restitution for us. He paid our fine and made reparation to God on your behalf. In the humanity of Jesus, the demands of God's justice were met, and Jesus offers his entirely perfect life to God on your behalf. The removal of condemnation is not something that you did. It's something that was done for you in Christ Jesus and made available to all who trust in him. Think of the joy. Think of the joy that there will be for those hundreds of thousands of people when a cure for COVID-19 is found. But what use is it beating COVID-19 if at the end of the day we're simply condemned for our own wickedness? Far worse than COVID-19 is sin. And a doctor may cure you out of a sense of duty. But we can and we should entrust ourselves to God because he has proven that he actually loves us. He doesn't want to doom us to condemnation. In fact, our interests are near and dear to his heart. God can be trusted because Jesus Christ has delivered us from that dreaded verdict of guilty. God has shown just how much he can be trusted by offering us acquittal, forgiveness through Christ. But this COVID-19 reminds us of the misery of living in a body that's mortal. The terrible experiences of many who have been forced to watch their loved one's health decline as a result of this illness reminds us all of the inevitability of our own death. And it's vital that we grasp that all of this is the result of human sin. Our evil has consequences and the death sentence we face is one of them. And those consequences are not limited only to us, but we are even now living in a world under God's just condemnation. And despite the fact that those who are in Christ Jesus are no longer condemned but acquitted for Jesus' sake, yet they still die. COVID-19, cancer, death, and decay, they still seem to have the upper hand, don't they? But along with the promise of condemnation, God has given those in Christ another thing. The promise of the resurrection. The promise that we shall be eventually raised from the dead, saved from the corruption and decay of death itself. Through the word, Christians have received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in Christians. And the Holy Spirit that dwells in Christians is the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Those who are indwelt by God's Spirit are assured that what God did for Jesus, He will also do for you. It means that if... He is raised, and we trust in Him, we are raised with Him. When God raised Jesus 
from the dead. He didn't just raise one guy. He raised the Messiah, our own representative. And because of that, God guarantees you that what happened to Jesus will happen to you too. The government and health agencies are attempting to keep us safe, to prevent us from contracting COVID-19. But try as they might, they cannot stave off death forever. Jesus, however, can be trusted to deliver a permanent cure to death. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? If COVID-19, cancer, or old age threaten to claim you, Jesus is offering you a cure. Trust him. Entrust yourself to him. Entrust your loved ones to his care. He loves you. He is the cure because he is the resurrection and the life. Resurrection is what Jesus did for Lazarus. It's what God did for Jesus. And it is what he will do for any and all who trust and entrust themselves to him. Even though our physical bodies remain subject to death, God has shown that he is trustworthy by giving us a guarantee of the resurrection. The Spirit gives us a taste of that resurrection life right here and right now. And this life consists of a new relationship with God in Christ and a life that's marked by peace. This means that the resurrection isn't just a hope for a day long in the future. The spirit of life breathes a taste of the new life into your mortal body. The Holy Spirit dwells in you and sets you free so that you can begin to do what God wants you to do. The Spirit, working through word and sacrament, enables you to live the kind of life you were, for which you were originally created. It's the kind of life that never seeks to hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support our neighbors in their every need, in their every danger to their life and their body. That's why we follow the directions about COVID-19, because we love our neighbors. That's why we can consider ways to love our neighbors in, these, in their times of need. We can grab their groceries for them, because of the new life that's been given us in Christ, because we love our neighbors as ourselves. And it certainly is unprecedented. Through no doing of our own, God, in his mercy, rescues us from the junk heap and makes us his own. He washes away the debt of sin by the blood of Jesus' sacrifice. And he promises that he will rescue us from this body of death and give us life overflowing in abundance. The Spirit works in the hearts of his baptized people to create faith through the preaching and hearing of the gospel. Then he gives them the beginnings of the new life, the kind of life we were always intended to have. 
The same Spirit which raised Jesus will work powerfully in you on the other side of death to give life to your body. And that is why, ultimately, you can entrust yourself to God. That is why, in the midst of the great and deadly plague, or in the midst of financial ruin, or cancer, or whatever else may come your way, you can trust God. You are safe in His hands. You can entrust yourself and your loved ones and your entire life to the care of God's grace because He has made promises to you. He's given you His word. And He's proven His trustworthiness by reminding you of His love and by giving you resurrection hope in these dark times. And may that peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.